Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Ishmael Kawaja. It's Friday the 13th of December. Coming up, Kent and the country decides in general election. It does look as though this One Nation Conservative government has been given a powerful new mandate. And that mandate is clear amongst Kent's MPs. They want to get Brexit done. We want to get Brexit done. Get Brexit done. Getting on with Brexit. The people of South Thanet want to get Brexit done. General election 2019. Boris Johnson will remain in 10 Downing Street after the Conservatives won a majority in the third general election in less than five years. The Prime Minister has called his party's victory a political earthquake and says he now has a mandate to get the country out of the EU. This election means that getting Brexit done is now the irrefutable, irresistible, unarguable decision of the British people. US President Donald Trump said Boris Johnson's win means Britain and the United States will be free to strike a massive new trade deal after Brexit. He's tweeted saying it has the potential to be bigger and more lucrative than any deal with the EU. Overall, the Conservatives now have 365 MPs with a majority of 80. It was a terrible night for Labour though. Jeremy Corbyn's party suffered its worst result in 80 years, prompting him to announce he will step aside as leader. But he did say he will stay on until after a process of reflection. And he insists he's proud of the way they fought the campaign. We did not descend into the gutter. We did not undertake personal abuse. We undertook the task of getting a message of hope and justice to every part of this country. Another party leader has already gone. Liberal Democrat Jo Swinson has stepped down after losing her seat to the Scottish National Party, who've made big gains this time round. She says she hopes the waves of nationalism across the UK will not change society as a whole. I still believe that we as a country can be warm and generous, inclusive and open, and that by working together with our nearest neighbours, we can achieve so much more. So what's happened here in Kent? Well, while it hasn't gone well for her party nationally, Labour's Rosie Darfield has managed to retain her seat in Canterbury. She pulled off a shock result when elected in the last vote in 2017, winning the seat from the Conservatives who had held the constituency for 185 years. This time round, she's increased her majority, despite concern overnight that she would lose it. Joe caught up with her after the result. I'm just elated. I'm so thrilled. This is the best job in the world and the best constituency in the universe. So I'm just really excited. Yeah. Being a, a local candidate, was that quite a crucial thing for you in this election? Do you think a lot of people had a feeling with you that you were their MP? I think so. I think it came up on the doorsteps that no one that didn't live or work here could understand the area. And it's such a unique seat. We're so close to Europe. We've got such a churn of different issues. And I understand it because it's my home. Rosie Duffield, MP for Canterbury and the surrounding villages again. How does that feel? Very, very great, actually. I love it. I was so excited. I can't wait to get on with the job. So, How do you feel when you saw the exit poll? Uh, Obviously. I saw the national yeah. poll, but I didn't look at the local one deliberately because I probably would have been in tears. I've been told it was not good. So. Yes, I mean, at one point it was uh, predicting a 1,200-vote win for you. Then it went 88% likely that the Conservatives would win. Then it's, they seemed to get slightly nervous towards the end. What was your feelings throughout? You weren't here, we didn't look. see you. I know, I shouldn't look at those and I'm never going to look at them again. So, um, yeah, it's, there's no point in doing that. It's crosses in the paper, that's all that counts. So, 
What do you think about Labour's picture nationally? Obviously, your relationship with Jeremy Corbyn's, I think it would be fair to say, slightly strained. Do you think now, because of the national picture, he, he, he should resign? It looks that way, yeah. I mean, as I was leaving, so many of my really good friends were in a really precarious position, and some have been declared. I've lost some good friends tonight from Parliament, and that is devastating, yeah. So nationally, it's not really good, is it? Do you think that's his fault? Do you think he should have stepped aside for a, maybe a more likeable leader? I think both of the can both of the leaders we had really bad feedback about if I'm honest on the doorstep so it's it's that and there's loads of other issues but we definitely need to look again at what went wrong and I can't analyze that now but we will be doing in the next few days let's talk about what you're going to do in your first hundred days that's normally what is, is promised obviously you've been doing a lot of casework in Canterbury anyway you've you've obviously got stuff you can just carry on with but what can people of Canterbury expect um, I will carry on campaigning for a decent hospital here and better health care throughout East Kent, which is urgent. Um, I'll carry on fighting against Brexit, although it looks like I might be in a losing battle now. Um, and just carry on with local casework, like you said, that's really important. Looking at the rest of the county, every other seat has stayed Conservative. It was a hat-trick for the Tories in Medway. First up to be declared, Kelly Tolhurst retained her seat in Rochester and Strood with a majority of more than 17,000 votes. Phil has been speaking to the Minister for Small Business after her victory. The campaign's been great. We've been out every day, we've been speaking to loads of residents, we've been delivering our leaflets, we've, um, yeah, we've, we've campaigned hard. Well, I've campaigned hard. Um, I'm very lucky. I've been re-elected as EMP for the place where I've born and bred. I love this place and so for me it's very personal and I've worked every hour to try and maintain the scene. And of course you were speaking a couple hours ago about how you want to now uh, work on with delivering Brexit and those kind of things. Is that what we can now see from you over the next coming months? Well I think tonight um, and some of the results that are coming through and showing that actually people have put their faith in the Conservative Party to um, get Brexit done and people want to move on. People want to move on to the main priorities that affect our everyday life. They want us to see us to deliver Brexit and then move on to those key things like getting more police on our streets, improving um, our NHS, getting more GPs working here locally, improving our infrastructure. And these are things, these are the things that I got into politics for and I know that are just as important to my residents as Brexit is. And just a quick word on Theresa and the Liberal Democrats, Greens as well, the campaign that they fought against you as well. Yeah, I've been, um, they fought a campaign, um, but I've been out there every day, I've been talking to residents, I've had my posters up, um, I had some of my posters trashed, but hey-ho, we don't do that as Conservatives, but, um, and I kept replacing them and I've just ran a positive campaign. All I've done over the last five weeks is talk about what I want to do for my area and about my positive messaging. And I think probably tonight has shown that actually won over in the end. Gillingham and Raynham have voted Raman Chishti back in for his fourth term. His majority of more than 15,000 is the highest he's had since becoming MP for the area. I think I'm very fortunate in Gillingham and Raynham. I have a fantastic team of volunteers and activists and the candidates is only as good as a team around them and now with the team that I have in Gillingham and Raynham, you know Gillingham was the most marginal seat in 2000 going into his 2010 election around 15 votes we've now year on year we've won those elections because we have a terrific team of volunteers working with a conservative local authority here in Medway so the result we have tonight quite clearly shows that local residents you know support their local member of parliament who's done this job for near nine and a half years and 
They want to get national issues resolved. They want to get Brexit done. And they see Prime Minister Boris Johnson as the man who can deliver that and great investment in health, education and law and order, which is what this Conservative government will now do. Of course, the uh, Conservative government, as well as yourself, pushing for that uh, Brexit deal. So just tell us about uh, how nice it is to finally get that... Uh, well, to, to, to the public have said they don't want dither or delay or remain Parliament delaying Brexit. We will deliver Brexit under this Prime Minister Boris Johnson by the 31st of January. So I just want to say a big thank you to the great people of Gillingham and Raynham for their endorsement for me again in my fourth term and my brilliant team here, Brigitte, local councils and volunteers in helping elect the Conservative member of the public game with a over 28,000 majority, the highest I ever had. And that is now because people want Brexit done and the country move forward. And Tracy Crouch also secured a big majority of more than 18,000 to be re-elected as MP for Chatham and Ellsford. The former sports minister echoed the sentiments of her fellow MPs. I'm enormously proud to have been re-elected the MP for Chatham and Ellsford. Um, I've been the MP since 2010. It's a real privilege and a real honour to uh, to represent local residents up in Westminster. Um, I'm obviously very pleased with the result. I've increased the majority and shared the vote and that's something that I'm very proud of. And of course you spoke a couple hours ago about what the Conservatives are looking to deliver over the next few months and having that backing from your constituents is surely quite nice to be able to deliver that. Absolutely. I mean, this constituency voted very strongly to leave the European Union and I think it expects us to leave the European Union. And I share the frustration of many local residents that we haven't yet uh, done that, uh, that we've dithered uh, over our exit of the European Union. And so now we have the opportunity with the majority in, in Westminster to get on and do that. And can I just get a word on Vince and uh, David as well in the elections that they ran against you? Well, we have a proud tradition in Chatham and Ellsford to run a clean campaign. It's always been the case uh, since I um, fought my first election here in 2010. Um, I get on very well with many of the lo local Labour councillors. We work together as a team on issues that matter to local residents. I think it's important that you do have that relationship. And as a consequence, we don't necessarily have the same level of nastiness that other constituencies face. I was just going to say there, you say that it was a good clean election. So you think in a lot of other cases in the country, you simply don't get that. Unfortunately, many of my friends and colleagues across the country you know, have uh, said that they are facing different levels uh, of campaigning, types of campaigning. So we're very fortunate to have uh, a clean campaign here. I think we respect each other as uh, individuals, but also as politicians. We may have different views uh, about which party we represent, but ultimately in the day, the intention is to represent our local residents as best we can. General election 2019. Kent votes. Natalie Elphick has retained Dover for the Tories in one of the night's more unusual votes. She was selected to run for the party, replacing her husband Charlie, who lost the Tory whip following allegations of sexual assault, which he denies. In Seven Oaks, Laura Trott is the new Tory MP for the area after Sir Michael Fallon decided not to run for re-election. Kieran's been speaking with the former special advisor to David Cameron, who's become the constituency's first female MP. Well, it's an absolute honour and a privilege, and you're exactly right. I'm delighted. Fantastic. And when you were first told about this, when you, or, or the sort of lead-up to it, were you very nervous? How did you feel about it, or were you very confident? I think I was obviously nervous. I think everyone going into a general election campaign is nervous. Uh, but we've had a really positive campaign. Uh, I pay absolute tribute to uh, the people I was up against because it's been a campaign of ideas. And I'm delighted that uh, that has resulted in me being elected. Yeah, and in your victory speech, you talked about how you want to try and bring people together, talking about Brexit in particular. Perhaps you can expand a little bit on that for listeners who, who weren't here. 
I think hopefully uh, what this election will mean is that we can move on as a country. I think the divisions and labels uh, which people have been applying to themselves, I think, have been very, very divisive. And I think it's time that we move on and we need to do that together uh, and to reunite as a country and have a positive discourse about what the next stage um, of our future will be. Yeah, so you, in essence you were saying no longer Brexiteers or Remainers, yeah. but one nation as a whole. Yeah, cast off the uh, Brexiteer and Remainer labels and move forward together. And what else are you going to be bringing to Seven Oaks uh, in terms of your policies? Well, I think I need to deliver first off. I need to deliver on what I said I'm going to do in this election, which is protecting the green belt, building houses, but making sure we protect Seven Oaks' 93% green belt, uh, to make sure that we get the new rolling stock that we need delivered, uh, Oyster cards in all of our station, and the new boys' grammar annex. So those are my priorities to start off with, and it's important that I deliver them. And it's another landmark for yourself, actually. You may or may not know this, but by the end of your tenure, this will actually mark 100 years of Conservative rule in Seven Oaks. The last time that this was taken over was in 1923 by the Liberal Party. So is that a bit of a shock? Uh, it's quite the record. <laughs> One that you're going to keep on, hopefully? Absolutely, I hope so. The biggest majority of more than 26,000 votes in the county went to Tom Tugendhat in Tunbridge and Morling despite it also being the largest majority for the Conservatives in that constituency. He's been telling Luke why it was a difficult campaign. It was a campaign that wasn't always as clean as previous campaigns have been. Uh, for the first time, I faced anti-Semitism in this campaign, which I found particularly offensive and very surprising for a community like this, and, and frankly rather distasteful, because it's very untumbridge, it's very unkent, and it's very un-British. Well, clearly the, the, the idea of this election was in order to get the majority that we need in order to get past a logjam that we've had in Parliament. Now, what's fantastic is we've, the indications are at least so far, that we've got a majority in the country now to deliver on the priorities that the people have set us, because the people decide the priorities of the nation, not politicians. We're here to deliver. And so what this has done is it has allowed the Prime Minister to have the free hand that he needs in order to achieve the aim that has been set. What does it mean for you to take Tunbridge for the third time? It's a huge privilege. It's, it's very humbling, frankly. It's, it's a huge privilege. This is an amazing community. And we know that this place is full of hugely talented people, very, very clever, very innovative, and very kind people. And so the privilege of being the representative for a community like this is enormous and I'm, I'm hugely grateful. Elsewhere, it was a similarly convincing win for Damien Green, who retained his seat in Ashford with 24,000 more votes than his closest political rival. And the Conservatives strengthened their hold on Sittingbourne and Sheppey, with Gordon Henderson also having a majority of more than 24,000. He says he's delighted to return for a fourth time. I think it went very well. I... Uh... I'm delighted that we've uh, won here in Sittingbourne and Sheppey. I'm delighted that uh, my majority has gone up from 15,000 to 24,000. And I'm delighted that the constituents in Sittingbourne and Sheppey have shown uh, faith in me yet again. And uh, they're trusting me and I will do everything I can and not to let them down. Um, you mentioned quite a lot of um, positive stuff in your uh, winning speech about um, basically your opponents and how you're all sort of it was more of a friendly rivalry less less bitter than what we see nationally it is it, 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 it's noticeable and that's always the way here uh, it, and I'd like throughout Kent we rarely have uh, um, 
the sort of acrimony you have in other parts of the country. And I just think that that shows uh, the good side of politics. I just wish uh, that could be reflected more often nationally. General Election 2019. Helen Grant has been elected MP for Maystone and the Weald for a fourth time after getting more than 31,000 votes. She's been speaking to Tom about her re-election. Do you know, I think many people were tired of the uncertainty. You know, that was what I was hearing when I, I knocked on the door. There were many people that said, Helen, we've not voted for you before. We've voted Labour in the past, but we want to leave the EU. Or, you know, we, we have a difficulty with Jeremy Corbyn. So I think there was a movement there. Um, I think many people love Boris, they like his leadership um, and hopefully many people have you know, got used to me as, as the MP and, and hopefully want me to you know, continue doing the work that I've been doing for them. Do you think Brexit was the, the, the main factor in this election? I think it was actually, yes, I think it was certainly. And the sense that the need to, to get it done and perhaps prioritise more on perhaps local issues from then on, is that uh, that's something? I think that's what it's got to be. Um, it's been a frustration for many of us that Brexit dominates in Parliament. And, you know, I was sent to, to, to Westminster to, you know, focus on things like, you know, improving our schools, investing in our NHS, tackling crime and the fear of crime, looking after our environment. All of these things I want to get on with, but we need to get Brexit done. The campaign itself on a, on a national basis was, uh, has been regarded by some as quite nasty, a lot of misinformation, um, you know, a lot of just a, quite controversial throughout. Do you have any sort of regrets about the way that the campaign was handled? All I can uh, really comment on is how it was here and you know, as I said earlier it was um, a fairly fought campaign, very good-natured, uh, and all of us candidates got on extremely well. Tom's also been speaking to Helen Waitley, who will continue to represent Faversham and Mid-Kent. She got a majority of more than 21,000. What was clear is that although it was a winter election and people were worried about actually that would put people off voting, in fact, people feel really, really strongly about the political situation at the moment. And what I heard a lot on the doorsteps was people wanting to get Brexit done. They want us to move forward. They don't like us being stuck. And they feel that the Parliament hasn't been working for them. And that was a really clear message, I think, in the election result as well, that people came out and voted because they want us to get on with it. A lot of people have said it's been quite a divisive campaign, mm. quite controversial, a lot of misinformation as well. Um, where, where do you stand on that? Are there any sort of regrets about how, how the campaign's been run? Um, I, I was really excited when I saw that the three main challenges for me and my constituency were um, women, so it was great to be up against a group of women. I, I was really looking forward to um, fighting that being a very sort of fair and decent fight. It was a bit disappointing in practice because it didn't always turn out to be that way um, and I'm sorry that at times it got a bit nasty um, and I hope that in future people will sort of, yeah, fight, fight fairer. I'd I, I like a sort of decent style of politics um, and I was trying to make sure that you're campaigning on um, policy and on principles and on values rather than on anyone's sort of personal sort of personal things. As you touched on, there was, uh, from what you've heard, clearly a desire to, to get Brexit done almost, almost sort of out of the way to kind of focus on, I guess, more kind of local priorities. Is that how have you kind of see it as well? Um, yes, I mean, so, so for some people, Brexit is absolutely the issue. It's the thing they really care about. For others, they, they want it done because 
there are more, more things that matter more to them day to day, whether that's things like public services, there's investment in infrastructure, roads, traffic is a big issue in our area. Um, and they want to feel that sort of government's getting on and doing stuff. In Dartford, Gareth Johnson has increased his 2017 majority by nearly 3,000. He gave us his reaction. Everywhere I went in Dartford, people were very frustrated that Brexit hadn't been delivered. People voted by two-thirds um, for Brexit in Dartford, and they felt very frustrated uh, that we hadn't actually delivered on that. And I felt frustrated as well. We all felt frustrated. People saw in the House of Commons how efforts to deliver on Brexit were being blocked, and people just wanted us to get on with it, to come out of the European Union, and then concentrate on all the other really important issues that people feel very passionately about. Greg Clark, who temporarily had the Tory whip removed after rebelling against the government's plans for a no-deal Brexit, has reclaimed his seat in Tunbridge Wells. He's looking forward to his next term. I'm thrilled and it's a, I'm always conscious of what a, an honour it is to be elected by the people of Tunbridge Wells. Over half of everyone that participated in this election voted for me. I'm very grateful for that. But now I've been elected, I represent the whole community and I've always interpreted my role that way and I look forward to serving for the next five years. The Conservatives have also maintained their control of Thanet. Sir Roger Gow, the county's longest-serving MP, has kept his seat in North Thanet after receiving more than 30,000 votes, while South Thanet's Craig McKinley was re-elected with more than 27,000 votes. He had this to say after being declared the winner. I'll speak, I think, for all candidates. This is an unpleasant time of year to be campaigning. It finishes early in the day. It's cold, it's wet, it's unpleasant. Uh, but there's lots of thanks that I want to give. Uh, first of all, to my wife, who has uh, borne the brunt of uh, this campaign. But very big thanks, as ever, to Lynn Connolly, who heads up the South Thanet team, and to all in the South Thanet team who've made this very significant result. And I would like to say a mention for somebody that's very dear to us, Wayne Elliott, who's not with us tonight, always supported me very well, and we lost him from the team last year. And I, I think he's, his addition to what we've done in the past has been significant. Now, what does this mean here in South Thanet? The people of South Thanet want to get Brexit done. They want to move on from the paralysis that Parliament has been in. And I think they want us to rebuild trust in Parliament once more because it's been at a very low ebb for far too long. So this is the opportunity, and it looks like we're going to have a significant Conservative majority to actually get this country back on track again. And. I want to work with everybody in this community. It doesn't matter what you voted in this election, I'm here to serve you. It's obviously very gratifying to get over 50% of the vote. I got 56.1% and the biggest vote that we've ever recorded in South Thanet, I think, in its history. I'd like to thank the other candidates, uh, particularly Becky Wing, who has acted with huge decency throughout this campaign and it's been a pleasure to campaign with you. And also to Martin, the Liberal Democrats, who have acted with great respect and decency as well. Uh, I'm sorry I can't say that for the Labour Party. I've seen a level of nastiness on this campaign that I've never, that I've never seen before. And I most certainly hope that you learn from this and don't do this again. Adam Holloway has extended his majority in Gravesham by more than 2,000 votes. He thanked all those who supported him. I feel... Um, here to have a 29,000 majority is really extraordinary so you know it's for me to thank the people of Gravesham but 
Also, just to gently point out that, you know, 65% of them voted to leave the EU three years ago. And the MPs and the, the media and the political class have kind of denied them that. And I think that's the reason why we've had this, uh, this what to me, this extraordinary result. And I'm grateful to them for that. So coming on from that, when you go back to the House of Commons, what are you going to do to ensure that Brexit happens? I'm going to support the government. You know, the government's determined it's not just Brexit happens, it's that Brexit be the great success for our country that I really believe it can be. And I think this majority makes that possible. And we've got to govern in the interests of everybody who lives here. Um, you know, I've always tried, I probably fail sometimes, but I've always tried to do my best for absolutely everybody, irrespective of how they vote. And indeed, most of the people that, you know, the team and I here help are people actually who don't vote at all because that's very often where the need is. Damien Collins, who chairs the Digital, Culture, Media and Sport Committee, has comfortably regained his seat for the Tories in Folkestone and Hythe. He received more than 35,000 votes and says it's clear what should happen next. I think it's a really clear mandate for what we talked about in this campaign, which is we want to get Brexit done, we want to move on as a country, we want to talk about uh, other issues as well, and I think that's the way people feel here, and I think the result tonight is a, is a vindication of that. I think this is the biggest, certainly the biggest majority I've had. I think it's probably the biggest ever majority we've had in this constituency, and I think that just shows what an important issue this was for voters here, and I'm determined to make sure we get it done. Well, certainly the, the BBC exit poll tonight, that um, showed, I think, a, a potential result for the Conservative Party that was probably ahead of our expectations, but the early results coming in do seem to to, to vindicate that exit poll, but obviously there's quite a lot to go, but I'm very pleased to see some very strong gains for the Conservative Party around the country. And the, well, the reason I'm particularly pleased to see those gains is that that means now that we will have not another hung parliament, but a hung parliament with, a major, with the majority for the government, which means we can get things done. I think people have become frustrated uh, that in a hung parliament the government can't get its business through, but now we'll be in a position where we can do that. And I think that will be a much better position than we've been in for the last couple of years. Well, that's it for our special election podcast. You can still read in-depth analysis on the results of the election. And for more news, head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.